0: death spiral the only anime podcast that knows the true meaning of christmas once again i am nate i am your one true host and main character of the show with me as always is my non-union contract employee remy i love being a sidekick silence <laughs> you'll talk when i tell you to talk okay okay what we're back we did we do some anime i did some anime you did some anime i did some anime there's also some anime news that we should cover before we get into that anime
1: just been itching to put that degree into work
0: i know (laughs) hey don't diss it okay i spent a lot of money on my bachelors of journalism degree
1: (laughs) yeah every time we don't do news i can see you just itching The reporter's itch. God, I didn't waste it. Well, go ahead. Report, reporter, man. (laughs) Well,
0: you know, we talked about the One Piece live-action show that Netflix did, to acclaim. Loved it. Uh, Absolutely. Really? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Big-time fan. Okay. All right. Which is why I was, like, very excited to find out that Studio Wit, the studio that animated Spy Family, has been contracted by Netflix to do... The first ever anime adaptation of One Piece.
1: Yeah, it's nice to finally see One Piece uh, in uh, true animation. Cause... Well,
0: it's str- it's so strange that they slept on such a titan of a manga for so long. It's been around for, what, 35 years?
1: <laughs> yeah, and you know what? <laughs> Taking n- another run at it also means that uh, they can go back and fix things, you know? Like... Um, I hate how Sanji smokes. I think they could replace that with like a lollipop or something to make the show a little more palatable to modern audiences. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I,
0: for one, was not a, a huge fan of the violence. I think that they should go in and replace people's sabers and clubs with,
1: I don't know, balloons and like thunder sticks they pass out at basketball games. Yeah, exactly. Those folded up uh, paper fans. Yeah, paper fans. Um, less blood, obviously. Hate hate seeing blood in anime. It immediately reminds me of mortality.
0: Oh, uh, we can't we can't have the kids thinking about death. And yeah. I do want to be clear. Anime is for little baby kids well
1: you know i personally i also don't want to be dwelling on the inevitable approach of my, my own decline in death when i'm just trying to have a good time watching the silly pirates do the anime stuff
0: well you're you're finally going to get the chance at long last but uh i've obviously i'm not a one piece guy you are you're you read the manga I don't know how far you ever got into watching the the anime over the various studios that it's been with over the years. I didn't
1: watch a lot. I've probably watched maybe up through Dress Rosa, I think. Uh, which I guess compared to any other anime is a lot I mean hundreds of episodes, <laughs> so I, I it's weird to say a lot, so when you're talking about one piece, the sense of scale kind of goes out the window immediately
0: yeah we're we're talking with uh, with large numbers here, obviously,
1: yeah, you know the thing was originally I watched up to like up to and through alabasta and immediately was like well i'm gonna keep going i i should just stop watching and just read the anime because it's obviously better and at in the beginning it pretty much that is like objectively the correct way to do it because as lauded as the anime is now like the first four or five seasons are are seriously some like four kids bad shit you remember from your childhood it is not it is not a good-looking show by any stretch. I mean, okay,
0: so that is obviously my own personal bias against the whole thing, because that was my first introduction to One Piece, right, in any way, was the bad Four Kids dub with the bad animation in, like, 2002. And I was like, oh, what's this? What, uh, what's this weird rap theme song that they're trying to do? <laughs> Yeah, it all kind of combined to just really turn me off, especially since it was so the art style was so outside of what I was used to in like other anime at that point. Yeah, you
1: were disgusted. <gasps> well,
0: I regret I regret having that that mindset at this point because I do like the uh, the One Piece art style now, and I do think that it's probably one of the more visually interesting. Like, things to look at out there, considering... Yeah,
1: as you mentally regress, uh, a more childlike, goofy art style is more and more appealing to you. Oh,
0: yeah, you know, the uh, the sundowning helps.
1: Yeah, as the drugs and alcohol slowly <laughs> erode the rest of your brain, the kind of goofiness of it is, like, uh, almost comforting now.
0: Listen, the, the amount I enjoy One Piece is directly proportional to how much sweet Kirkland brand eggnog I've had. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, there's never been a better time to power through those early seasons so that you can get to the good stuff, like uh, cracking a Christmas walnut, getting to the, the meaty goodness inside.
0: Okay, why would I do that instead of just starting fresh with the Studio Wit adaptation of, of East Blue?
1: Well, because the Studio Wit adaptation is probably going to follow these this new anime trend of releasing four episodes per year and you will literally never make it out of the first arc uh again we are talking about an economy of scale when it comes to one piece (laughs) you you need to it you need to invest some time if you want to get anywhere at all
0: yeah but they they the whole point is that they don't have to do all of one piece they just do the beginning seasons that are bad And then, you know, once you get up to the to the better stuff, then it's easy sailing, so to speak. Yeah.
1: Again, I cannot stress enough that that quote unquote beginning stuff covers hundreds of episodes, (laughs) hundreds of episodes. I mean, even when we were talking about the live action, I could not stress enough how much material they had to abridge or straight up remove to make, <laughs> make that show fit within the tiny container that it sits in even though those episodes are an hours long. <laughs> uh, you are not going to be getting hour-long episodes from WIT Studio, my man. It's, it's going to be 20 minutes. You are going to be inching along.
0: Well, you know what? Maybe that's okay for someone like me. Maybe it's time to give it room to breathe. One of the big drawbacks of One Piece is the monumental weight of everything that that goes with like getting
1: into it right no i don't what do you what do you mean what are you talking about it's so big it's intimidating (laughs) that's because you're a big scared baby just (laughs) get over
0: it it's giant throbbing chapter count (laughs) makes me blush
1: People don't talk about this shit when it comes to anything else, you know? It's like when people talk about reading Lord of the Rings or whatever, they're not like, oh my god, uh, the page count in there. I can't possibly read this whole book. It's like you, yeah, no, you just read Reading
0: it. all of One Piece is many times longer than reading Lord of
1: the Rings. It's not, though, because Lord of the Rings is full of words, and One Piece <laughs> is just silly drawings. You you can blast through it. Calvin and Hobbes takes longer to read than fucking One Piece. There's more words per page.
0: <laughs> Alright.
1: I'm sick and tired of hearing the fucking excuses from everybody. It's, it is just silly drawings. You can blast through this shit super fast. It does not take that long. All right,
0: moving on to my next point of news I wanted to bring (laughs) up. (laughs) Fine. Jeez. New new human rights violations from Studio MAPPA. (laughs) Uh, They announced that they are releasing the Chainsaw movie just shy of three weeks from now, uh, Chainsaw Man movie, Reze Arc, or the Bomb Girl Arc whatever you want to call
1: it. Yes, Bomb Girl, as the name Retse translates to in English. Yeah. (laughs) Bomber Girl.
0: (laughs) Why was there never a Mrs. Bomberman spinoff? There was. There (laughs) was. There was? If you
1: you play the later games, yeah, like Bomber Girl is in there. Playable character. in
0: in a character in his game, but... It's it's not the same where there was very clearly two game franchises of Pac-Man and then Mrs. Pac-Man. Well, yes, the- Mrs. Pac-Man is not Pac-Man 2.
1: The his and hers video game duality concept died off quite a long time ago, a little bit before Bobberman really hit its stride.
0: I mean, the entire concept is kind of like Incredibly insulting when you think about it.
1: You know, Nintendo keeps trying to revive it with with, the the Mario and Peach games. Yeah,
0: slowly (laughs) bringing it back. I mean, I think if they really looked into the demographics of the sales, they would find that uh, probably the Peach game is much more popular with the male audience. Uh,
1: That's that's an old school mindset. Everybody plays video games now, Nate. You got to catch up. Oh,
0: no. I didn't go woke and now I'm going broke. That's
1: right. (laughs) (laughs) I would be excited to see... If this Chainsaw Man movie actually comes out in theaters here,
0: you think you think it has that kind of pull to get a theatrical release? Well, no,
1: that's what I'm. I think is a fifty fifty chance it it will or won't. I know the um, Jujutsu Kaisen movie, Jujutsu High Technical High School Zero, whatever it was called, mm-hmm. did not get a theatrical release here, though it did in like other countries, which kind of pissed me off. I think Chainsaw Man is probably more popular internationally than Jiu Jitsu, though. So, who knows? It's pretty hot right now. Yeah. You know, even if just to honor the people who are drawing these frames out until their fingers are just bloody stubs, to go see it in an actual theater with like a nice high quality resolution and good sound.
0: I mean, the reason this stood out to me is because, you know, we mentioned before the the news about all the crunch time and, and bad conditions. The animators at MAPPA have been ta- basically, you know, kind of under their breath talking about online pretty openly <laughs> these days. And this is come, this announcement's coming right fresh off the heels of that and the end of Jujutsu Kaisen season two. So it's like they have literally no downtime. They are just cranking these things out at an inhumane rate.
1: Well, yeah, they've kind of consolidated power in their in their mad rush to glory and fame.
0: I mean, I do want to be clear if this does go to theaters, I will be contributing to that torment, both financially and emotionally with my support for the film.
1: By the time it hits theaters, there's not much you could do. I mean, it's they've already been whipped and beaten bloody. Listen they're already dead, so <laughs> Yeah, they're already dead. Who who exactly are you uh punishing at that point? <laughs> I watched um I watched Blood the Last Vampire the other night, and it uh that's a production IG from like early mid two thousands. And it got me thinking about the production IG thing because Now that MAPPA is sort of dominant in this way It had me thinking about Production IG In sort of the same light You know, and the Production IG Was rising sort of in the same time That like Gynax was falling Uh Uh-huh And at the time that they were also In MAPPA-like Just kind of absorbing every possible thing They could get their hands on uh, And just trying to muscle out the competition By producing just slightly higher quality stuff uh, at a consistent clip and, you know, we could see what happened to them. <laughs> they could not maintain that pace uh, and now they've kind of become more of a support studio. If if that, I'm interested to see uh, how MAPPA, how long can MAPPA actually keep the burn going uh, until they just drop the ball and have to become production IG and all these uh, kind of legacy studios at this point, like well, I mean, a support studio to to whoever comes in and says we can do better quality work for even cheaper
0: it's very clearly that whoever is making the decisions uh does not give a shit you you know when all of this was kind of hitting the news they he made a pub the president of the company made a public statement saying like yep we're not slowing down one bit uh we're just gonna keep getting new contracts and keep making more anime uh until we don't yeah
1: until the entire thing blows up yeah
0: uh, so I think that at least that guy he's, he's riding this thing out Until the fiery end Yeah
1: <laughs> We just read uh, I, I, I sent you that link for this article By uh-huh. the, the original creator of Gundam Talking about how he, he kind of foresees uh, Anime Hitting this peak right now And then like five or six years from now Just like bottoming out The way he's, he's talking about it Is more about a, a, a massive Cultural shift in the, in the way that, you know, all things become popular for a while and then kind of phase out over time.
0: I mean, we absolutely are due for a, a cultural shift away from anime being a good thing. There,
1: Well, I, <laughs> morally, anime has never been good. It's not a good <laughs> thing. It is uh, markedly, objectively a bad thing. But culturally, the cultural popularity-wise... I do think they're probably this is the current level is not sustainable, but I think it has more to do with this actual labor issue cuz this labor the labor side the economic side is is very much not sustainable. People cannot continue working in this way. Either there will be massive labor movement to unionize animation and that will scare off the money people or these guys will just drop down oh he's
0: doing the thing with the fingers
1: that means money yeah, He's doing the money thing <laughs> I, the, the, either one of those things is probably going to happen within the next five or six years and that will be the end of whatever anime uh is right now whatever whatever anime is right now uh, is not sustainable in any way so yeah we we i will be very curious to see what happens and it will be in part to this fucking map of shit it absolutely will
0: yeah, well, uh, this mindset, these working conditions—it's if everybody is doing this, and like, let's face it, MAPA's is not nowhere near the only studio where it's like this. This is just—they're the one where it's gotten so bad that the employees uh, can't shut up about it anymore. Yeah,
1: I mean, the, the, a lot of these places are like, and that's not even talking about the the fucking sweatshops they send all the work they don't want to do to in like the Philippines and and South Korea. You know, it's it's even worse for those guys.
0: Yeah, speaking of that, I just wanna jump in and we've both watched Steven Universe, and did you ever find that episode where like they go to South Korea and visit an animation studio? and are all, like, happy and hanging out with the... But I can only assume are animation slaves.
1: Uh, (laughs) Did you ever find that, like, weird and disturbing? You know, I really... I don't remember that much. I think that's from the part of Steven Universe I've mostly blocked out of my mind. (laughs) Uh, I kind of think... When I think Steven Universe, I kind of really think of just that first episode. Uh, I gotta be honest.
0: Like, Uh, the, the pilot or the first episode?
1: Yeah, like when they fucking fight the giant centipede and that's like, that's pretty much it. All that other stuff is kind of, it's faded into uh haze, a uh, uh, kind of brain fog. I mean,
0: that makes sense because you are a 35-year-old man.
1: Yes, a uh, 45-year-old man, please. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm not embarrassed about that, exactly. being a 55-year-old anime fan.
0: Uh, apologies, you are you are my senpai. In fact,
1: yes. What I do vividly remember, though, is the Simpsons goof where they visit the animators who are chained to their desks and begging for death. I I do remember that. <laughs> Jesus, that goof was pretty pretty intense. Um, <laughs> kind of around the decline era was was one of the harder, more impressive jokes for them to make. Kind of seemed like. Uh, the, the guys, the writers, uh, seeing the writing on the wall, being like, "We're going on the way out," so let's throw in some like a little bit too real jokes.
0: I mean, I'm surprised that they that they let it get on air. I, I can't imagine. Uh...
1: Executives were too happy afterwards. Why would they give a shit? Honestly, like literally, why would they care at all?
0: Actually, maybe the fact that they got it on there in the first place is is indicative of the nihilism coming uh top down from
1: it's like every single joke they made for the first, you know, seven, eight years of like, hey, Fox is literally evil. Like it's an evil corporation filled with like quite literally evil people. And those guys didn't give a shit. They thought it was funny. They could not care less what fucking Simpsons fans (laughs) think about them. Like, that's the thing. and This is also directly into MAPA stuff. Like, the investors and and pencil pushers at MAPA, they don't care. They don't care that these guys are, like, burning themselves out. They could not care less as long as, like, the returns are still coming in.
0: I mean, that's why... I believe that we have a moral imperative to pirate media whenever we can.
1: Yes, that's definitely going to solve it.
0: <laughs> Me not paying money for something is the same as activism.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah,
0: uh, that is that is the most uh, uh, white podcaster thing I've ever
1: said. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. But uh, I, get what you're, I get what you're going for. I'd like it to be. <laughs> no, you know what? The problem is that like I do think pirating stuff has... Cultural value in the way that like everything is becoming transitory on the internet.
0: Well, yeah, media preservation is probably the 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 best yeah, argument. It, that's for- the
1: only. I mean, that's the only actual moral good that piracy mm-hmm. has is is the media preservation side of it. But that doesn't work if you're streaming stuff. Like, you need to actually be putting it uh, like in a physical place. Like streaming is just empty calories. There is there's nothing good there. You need to be. <laughs> Learning how to torrent in 2023, you need to be finding torrent sites, you need to be seeding, you need to be downloading stuff to a safe place, to backup drives. That is, that is your moral imperative before for the fucking David Zaslavs of the world just obliterate all media that you care about. <laughs>
0: Hey, you know, we can't talk about the boss
1: like that. Did you see that Zazlev was talking about buying Paramount? Uh, He's on a rampage. I know. I can't think of anything more awful. (laughs) Uh, Not that Paramount is doing great work right now, but the Paramount back catalog uh, has some uh, pretty important stuff in there. Yeah. Uh, If Zazlev gets Paramount and then just obliterates that catalog too, makes that shit completely unavailable for like uh, anybody trying to stream, uh, that's, I mean we are approaching catastrophic levels of media preservation at that point.
0: Uh, all right. Let's let's stop talking about the news. Let's talk about some anime. How about
1: <laughs> enough enough doom saying.
0: Yeah. Uh, we're we're going down a dark path. I want to steer it back. Yeah.
1: Hey, also the other reason. Uh, the actual reason all these guys don't care is because the Earth is going to blow up soon. Like <laughs> that is the darkest, most true. Okay, all right, all right, all <laughs> got it. Got it. <laughs> I'm just saying. God damn it. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, did you watch some anime on this? We should talk about the anime on the anime podcast. Yeah. Well, right?
0: you yeah, know, let's uh, let's start. Tell me about Blood the Last Vampire because you mentioned that you watched that recently. Sure,
1: sure. It's an older production. Ig project. It's sort of weird because it's only, like, 40 minutes long. It's not an episode. It's not a movie. It's not really an OVA or anything like that. I'm not really sure why it exists in this form. It's really awkward because it's not quite long enough to tell, like, a complete story with, like, an arc and everything. But it's not short enough to be, like, a teaser for a longer series or whatever. Uh, It is very pretty. It looks great. More than half of it is in English, and not because I couldn't find the sub, but because, like, Production IG specifically designed it all around characters being American. Uh, most of the action takes place on an American base in oh, Japan. Oh, no.
0: Oh, no.
1: Yeah, which is strange. It's strange. Uh, not, not a lot of, at least from what I saw, not a lot of commentary on the fact that almost the whole thing is set on a, an American military base in Japan. Kind of just seems to be something you're not supposed to think about too much, but it's it's cool. It's really cool. Okay, so it looks I mean, fantastic. Uh, I'm not sure what else to say about it.
0: It, it. it takes place on a on a military base. What's it about though? I you
1: know who's the vampire? Who's the last vampire? It's a girl with a big sword. Uh huh. Okay, good start. And she kills she kills demi vampires.
0: So is she's she's a regular vampire? She's the She's the the vampire vampire.
1: she's the last true vampire, but that doesn't really matter um and she kills demi vampires, which are more like ghouls regular people who transform into beasts, yeah, yeah, okay, uh, and they try to hide in in plain sight, uh, and so she kills them, and that's pretty much it, like I said, it's not quite long enough to tell a complete story it's It's not short enough to feel like a, a tease at something bigger. It's a very awkward thing, but it looks
0: great. Now, now, what if I told you that it is, in fact, a tease for a, a longer series that exists?
1: Well, I know there is more blood. Uh, I know there's series, but this actually, like, it doesn't really have anything to do with that. It doesn't ever hint at a larger universe. It doesn't include any callbacks or anything. It is very sterile in that way. It really is just one series, one long action sequence, uh, and that's it.
0: So, from my understanding, uh, that came out first, and then the series Blood Plus is kind of like a uh, retelling expansion of that. It's different animation studio, different style, kind of retconning the beginning events, and then and then going much further. Uh, That's my understanding of what Blood Plus is.
1: Yeah, I'm not super familiar with the series. Uh, I wanted to watch this one because, again, I was curious about production IG stuff, uh, and uh, it, it was a looker. That's pretty much it. All right. I mean, the story is really as generic as you can get. Not that I didn't like it, but like vampire slash half vampire hunts. Other vampires. I mean, it's been done. Maybe for a, a shadowy secret society. Maybe for a a, a shadowy government organization. Uh, vampires maybe hide in plain sight, uh, and they have to be hunted by one of their quote unquote their own. You know, it's it's all it's all Blade. <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna say, <laughs> if you're a vampire
0: hunter and your name isn't Blade or D, I don't give a shit.
1: <laughs> it's just you know, it's whatever. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, speaking of something that was just whatever, uh, I did watch the first three episodes of the new Netflix uh, Yu Yu Hakusho live action adaptation.
1: Yes. The, one of the ones we had been talking about for a little while.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I got to say that it's not it's not nowhere near the best live-action thing that I've seen. Not as good as One Piece, surely. Oh, absolutely. uh, Nowhere near (laughs) as good as the, uh, honestly, Oscar-worthy adaptation. I know they don't give Oscars for TV shows uh, or online-only releases, but
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's just my opinion. It's too good for an Emmy, but... It's not good enough for an Oscar. <laughs> there
0: needs to be another award show specifically for giving One Piece awards. Isn't
1: that the Golden Globes? <laughs>
0: yeah. Does anyone even watch that? those? <laughs> they Do they still do that? That's a serious question.
1: I don't know. I don't think so. Somebody is paying for the Golden Globes to be a thing. So somebody, I mean, somebody has to care at some point. <laughs> I've never watched a single Golden Globes, so I, I don't I don't know. I've never met somebody who watches the Golden Globes. I
0: mean, you could come up to me on the street and say, like, hey, I'm a Golden Globe Award winner, and I would be like, Yeah, okay, probably. So? Oh, it's just a Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> but i I am gonna be honest. I regret clowning on it as much as I did when we watched the trailer uh, because I ended up kind of enjoying what I saw a little bit. yeah, it, it was not the worst looking thing in terms of of uh, visual effects and and like live action
1: CGI quality. Well, why don't you talk about it in our in our particular live action scale? How are the wigs? How are the costumes? How is the CGI? I'm gonna say, okay.
0: Starting with Wigs. Wigs. Wigs, I'm going to give, um, what kind of
1: scale are we using? Out of 10? If you want, if you have to put it in a numerical context. Or,
0: or, or are we doing letter grades? I'm,
1: I'm more of a pass-fail kind of guy. Uh,
0: okay, well, wigs, wigs pass for me. Oh, wigs pass? Uh, easily. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I want to point out that the one thing that I'm really glad that they did is it is not, they did not modernize it. It is, in fact, a, a early 90s period piece sure and and boy do they have the pompadours on point yeah yeah probably the the one that is given the most leeway in design is kuwabara's like big old ginger pompadour thing that he had going on <laughs> uh, they they got a little bit more stylized he kind of just has more like of a like a like a elvis uh, gelled pompadour kind of a messy pompadour you know what I mean yeah
1: yeah, so how close to like Lego hair does it look? Uh, oh, it looks
0: like real hair. Uh, I'll give it him looks that. like real hair. It does not look like Lego hair, uh, one bit. So all right, all right. Probably the uh, probably the closest we get to iffy would be Botan's hair because you know she kind of has the big uh, bright blue uh, ponytail kind of thing going on.
1: And does she have bright blue hair?
0: Oh yeah. Uh, neon, they went neon there. blue. They, it's wow. full on. Uh, they kept everything. It's a pretty. Seems hard to light. It, it is. Uh, very. That's probably one of the 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 downsides. It's very flushed out. Uh, everything is kind of like that uh, washed out, darkened kind of what I would call the David Fincher filter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Otherwise, I think that that Botan's whole costume Would be a little bit too uh, ostentatious to look good on screen, but (laughs) you know it's not the worst. Uh, 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 It pass. Uh, The costumes pass. The wigs pass. All right. Uh, right. What was the third category? CGI. Uh, CGI just barely passes. If you want to believe it. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's not the worst. Um, There's a scene in the second, an extended fight scene in the second episode where. Uh, He is fighting uh, what is very obviously a visual callback to the classic kind of like Japanese big red oni ogre with the horns uh, and the big beard and everything. Sure, sure. And he's kind of going around uh, with his magic ball, eating souls, sucking up souls from little kids. And, man, do we spend a lot of time looking at, at that dude's CGI face because... You know, it's it starts off as a regular kind of big dude, and then he he transforms into his demon form at some point. So they do kind of like that weird CGI uh, masking, where where it looks like a, a transformed version of him, uh, Mike Myers in in Shrek Five kind
1: of thing. <laughs> yeah. They do a morph?
0: Yeah, they do a morph. Oh, man.
1: We really are re-entering the golden age of morphing.
0: But but I want to point out that they also make very liberal use of practical effects, uh, and they are not afraid to get wet and bloody with it. I was... I was surprised to find out. Oh yeah, do people pop? People pop in the first episode. Cool. They have a kid turn into like a fly mutant monster. You know, a Jeff, a real Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, he dripping. Yeah, he's dripping. He's drippy. Uh, he's got like weird eyes, like all over his face. One of his hands Dope. turns into a big claw, uh, and and he's. He's channeling, you know, he's doing his best Bruce uh, from Evil Dead Two, flopping around the cabin. Cool. Uh, he's jerking and shaking. <laughs> he does the backwards crab walk from from The <laughs> Grudge at one point. It's it's dope.
1: That's cool. Yeah, he
0: goes for I'm, it. I'm 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 into that. Uh, it it did it did lose me. A little bit when the Taguro brothers show up and and the big buff Taguro does his like I'm activating 30% of my strength and he like inflates <laughs> up like a balloon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, it's a real Popeye eating a eating a can of spinach thing where his sure, sure. his arms just puff up. Uh, all of a sudden, it's very funny.
1: Well, I will say I saw, because people were posting it online everywhere, I did see the initial car accident. Yeah. And And um, putting aside how needlessly violent it is, I thought that did not look great. No? CGI-wise. Yeah, I mean, they opted for... A very long, drawn out version of the scene. i you can uh, jog my memory, but I believe in the anime, car hits him and he just kinda goes into the windshield and bounces off. Yeah. Uh the scene I remember the scene that was being posted is him getting dragged underneath a fucking <laughs> moving big truck, crushed under the wheels and like spit back out. Yeah, it's, no, it uh, uh it,
0: it, we get right up in the action there it's uh it's brutal The uh, i will say you know i agree the cgi wasn't it was noticeable but i was more taken aback by the brutality like you said with
1: which they <laughs> did this whole sequence it's weird because like yeah the it's it's noticeably more brutal than in the anime and also it looks bad so it kind of makes you think who who made that call because it's Pretty easy to just film somebody bouncing off a windshield. We've been doing that pretty consistently since, you know, the '60s, the '70s, maybe.
0: I mean, I think that. Well, I mean, first of all, I, this is Netflix we're talking about. You gotta, you gotta get the blood flowing. You gotta get the bodies slapping to get those views, <laughs> right? Once the bodies start slapping, <laughs> uh, people want violence. If it bleeds, it leads. Uh, that's why. That's why this ain't your grandpa's yu yu Show, bud this is a yu yu show that swears and punches people's heads off in fact he just has a gun uh, they got rid of the whole spirit gun thing altogether he just has a gun now <laughs> he's popping hollow
1: points yeah <laughs> uh yeah i don't know it was weird it was a weird choice you
0: know that and the other choice that stuck out to me is they really linger in the first episode of doing this kind of uh it's a wonderful life kind of thing after he's dead where he's like walking around and and looking at all the people that are so sad that he's dead and each time he's like yeah well you know they'll probably be better off if I'm dead anyway because I'm just a delinquent punk very self-effacing and they linger on that like whole sequence that's like I want to say 25 minutes of the first episode which is about an hour long overall maybe a little over an hour uh, uh, which again, you know, in the anime and I'm sure in the manga, uh, it's more like he dies and then Botan's there is like, hey, uh, I know you just died, but I can bring you back to life if if you want a job. In the show, he's like very much deliberating on whether or not he wants a job or if he just wants to stay dead. Which you know, as a millennial, is a very relatable feeling to me. Uh, to choose between uh, the the piece of an eternal abyss
1: or once again, <laughs> logging into a remote job. Well, it is, it's it's not a job. He he is law enforcement. He's a pig. <laughs> That's one thing I wanted to bring up is uh, they make it very clear in this. They kind
0: of gloss over it pretty quick in, in the anime. Yeah. But they make it very clear in this, like he is a cop. Like, hey, you can either die or you can, be a
1: ghost cop what's it gonna be
0: yeah
1: i mean that sucks like (laughs) that's not a good set of options there
0: uh i think i think i'd rather die than be a cop if i'm being honest even if i got to shoot bullets from my fingers
1: yeah i i would rather not have to spend eternity being a fucking cop (laughs) like that sucks (laughs) that's a bad proposition all the way around well are you gonna watch the rest of it
0: uh, yeah, I think so. I think what I'm more interested in is the pace at which they're moving through the story because I'm three episodes in out of five uh, that are released right now. And it's carried me all the way through the training arc with the old lady. Yeah. Spirit Detective. And so they're fast approaching the dark tournament. Like, we are speed-running this story.
1: Yeah, even faster than the anime, right? Like, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. It cares even less than the anime about having any kind of traditional narrative.
0: It's, you know, it is, for lack of a better term, uh, and probably to its detriment, it is mostly a highlight reel of the big moments in the first arc. Yeah. Like, the second episode is like all three uh of the original like demon detective like cases that he went on where they introduce the the oni guy that he beats and then Karama and Hiei who end up being his teammates in the dark tournament <laughs> snitches <laughs> well you I know mean, they that... get they it's a plea deal kind of kind of thing right
1: yeah yeah but remember he's a cop yeah i mean that's kind of the thing what he fucking what, he deputizes them basically yeah, it's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked up, man.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll give the at least the other two episodes that are out right now a shot. Uh, why not? Okay. Why not?
1: Yeah. Why not? Why not? Uh, I won't. I'm gonna skip that uh, one. What else? What else have you? What else? Anime? What else? More what, anime? What else? What else is in the anime news? I finished my Dungeon Meshi reread. Read the the actual ending for the first time. Uh, just getting ready for the show. Big stuff. Gotta love that trigger. Yeah. Still love. Dungeon Meshi, I think it's brilliant. I think Rui Kyoko or kiwi Ki Ryoko, excuse me. Fuck. Fuck.
0: <laughs> you keep messing it up.
1: kiwi Ryoko is a fucking genius. I mean, she she absolutely slays. The the comic looks insanely good. She's incredibly smart. Uh she's funny. She's insightful. She's really emotionally intelligent. Uh, she makes basically the only funny Monty Python reference I've ever seen in a manga. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's That takes a lot of skill to pull off. It's just, it's fucking great. It's really, really good. Uh, and I find that the, the ending was uh, pretty satisfying. It definitely wasn't what I was expecting when I went in the first time, like, I don't know, three years ago. Something crazy like that. Uh, what was its chapter count at the end? Not that many. I mean, we've said on here
0: that if you make it to, like, 100 chapters, that is a damn good run for a manga.
1: Yeah, I mean, it didn't even hit 100. Wow, really? Yeah, it's only 97. It's a good number. Good vintage. It's concise. It doesn't leave anything really on the table. It tells its story, and it gets out. There are, of course, like, some side story stuff that she published. There's also the Adventurer's Bible that came out that looks really cool. I think her her just her sketches are really, really great the whole thing is fantastic i love dungeon meshy <laughs> uh i caught up on jojo the new jojo only 10 chapters of that out right now but uh damn i, I fucking love jojo uh uh, uh other than that i've just been reading my regular stuff Go Go loser ranger i caught up with because that anime is gonna come out soon um basically stuff that's like gonna be next season i've been i've been catching up on
0: all right Well, can I tell you some stuff that I got into?
1: Go for it. Because
0: I have been filled with the Christmas spirit. uh, And I went out and I watched a handful of of Christmas anime because I love Christmas, I love Santa Claus, uh, I love the whole thing. And obviously I love anime. uh, So uh, what could go wrong combining two of my favorite things, right? (laughs) I'd love to know. (laughs) Uh, So I watched... um, Itsudate My Santa, which is an OVA adaptation of a one-shot manga from the author of Lug- Love Hina, uh,
1: Ken Nakamatsu. The notorious, infamous Love Hina. Yeah.
0: So, I think it was supposed to be funny. Uh, I can't comment on whether or not it
1: was. Still trying to make your mind up about that?
0: Yeah. It's It's very confusing, but it is a one episode 30 minute long short about a a boy named Santa who his parents named him Santa because he was born on Christmas Eve and he hates Christmas Uh, he's a fucking Grinch (laughs)
1: naming your kid Santa is child abuse I have to be (laughs) clear on that
0: Yeah, yeah. first of all I think it's supposed to be a joke because you know they call him for short they call him San instead of Santa so everyone's calling him San San throughout the whole thing God, that sucks too. Yeah, isn't that bad? <laughs> that also sucks. <laughs> That's like naming your kid Dorcas in this day and age.
1: <laughs> hey, you leave Dorcas alone. <laughs> There's plenty of great Dorcases. I. Uh,
0: so he hates Christmas and A, because his name is Santa and he gets made fun of for it, but also because his parents work overseas and they're never home for Christmas.
1: Also a disturbingly common trend in anime I'm sure we've talked about that before, but like, what the f- what is with the child abandonment shit, man? What- hey, he's not abandoned. He lives with his elderly grandma in a <laughs> in a high rise flat. Okay, well, at least there's that. I mean, I I've read even just the stuff I've read recently. It's like probably three out of five manga I read. There is a character who is whose parents are quote unquote overseas, which is sort of like you know, say uh, your dog went to go live on a farm. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, that is also uh, uh, child abuse. <laughs> Abandonment is also child abuse. Oh, for sure.
0: <laughs> and so uh, the league of Santas, <laughs> the association oh, Jesus of
1: Santas, Santa con. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: they, they grant him what is basically, you know, like a guardian angel, but, but they don't say that uh, she is a Santa. She is a Santa Claus, uh, is her title. Not a Mrs. Claus? Not a Mrs. Claus. Uh, her name is Mai, and she is a junior Santa Claus, and she is trying okay. to earn...
1: I, that's gender equality for you?
0: Yeah. Uh, and she is trying to uh, basically earn her wings, earn her her official uh, Santa Claus title by okay. restoring his Christmas spirit. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> Wacky hijinks ensue. I don't know how familiar you are with Ken Akamatsu and his uh, catalog of work, but uh, many an embarrassing and borderline sexual assault scenario ensue. Naturally, yeah, which uh, is probably the worst part. Because at this point, I should mention that her whole deal is that like she looks like a, a middle schooler and he keeps making fun of her
1: for that fact like like yeah in universe this is a thing people people talk about
0: yes you know there's one scenario where she blurts out some kind of uh, embarrassing phrase or something you know she oh she says like hey uh, why don't you let me sleep in your bed tonight uh, naively, <laughs> but you you know, <laughs> and everyone is kind of like, "Oh wow, uh, middle schoolers sure are something these days." They say that out loud. Uh huh. So wait, it, how old?
1: How old? Hold on. how How old is our main character, by the way? Uh,
0: I believe he's supposed to be either a freshman in high school or or late third year middle school. I guess is their grading convention. So so what? Sixteen. Uh no I would say he's probably like 13 or 14. Wow. Yeah. And and she is also. Uh and you know there there's the uh, the the classic setup where he walks in on her on the shower or where he walks in on her in the hot spring or where he walks in on her in the bathroom. Uh you know, uh, classic Christmas stuff. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Pooms
1: <laughs> among us. Uh and then through Why, why does he have to be 13 why, why is that the choice you make I just I just don't I don't get it I, I
0: don't want to hear that from you I'm not defending this but I don't want to hear that from you after you sold up uh, uh no uh, Kokoro no Yatsuyaiba to me <laughs> if you want to if you want to get into to the age thing
1: I will I'll defend that to my death uh that is actually an appropriate choice for that series For here, it sounds like they're not even in school. It sounds like these are just two random people in a random scenario.
0: I mean, he goes to school. You know, part of it is she kind of does a ghost of Christmas present to him. And (laughs) I kid you not. So uh, one reason he gives for for hating Christmas is that because his birthday is on Christmas Eve, no one ever comes to his parties.
1: And so, sure, sure. Christmas baby, this is yeah. a, this is a well-known phenomenon. Yes. No one
0: ever came to his birthday party, and so she does a ghost of Christmas present on his ass and takes him to all of his school friends' Christmas party, and they're all standing around like, man, why doesn't uh, why doesn't this guy ever come to the birthday party we throw for him every year? <laughs> what? Yeah.
1: What? Huh? Excuse me. What?
0: The implication is uh, that there's some kind of miscommunication where they are throwing him a Christmas slash birthday party and he thought that they were just having a Christmas party that he wasn't invited to. So they
1: don't invite him to his own birthday party. That's kind of the takeaway that I got from it. That's how the math works out, right? They just expect him to come to the party without any prompting at all.
0: You know what? I can't. Uh, I can't speak to
1: people uh, <laughs> uh, for people with social anxiety. Okay. You know. This is this is psycho shit. <laughs> this is this is really this is a product of a disturbed mind.
0: Uh, and so, you know, after after all of these very funny scenarios, uh, very funny, very cool, very legal scenarios. Oh, I'm
1: yeah, I'm laughing over here. This sounds great. <laughs> it's really uh, funny.
0: Uh, he does, in fact, finally get his Christmas spirit returned to him when his personal Santa Claus flies him to africa and he oh. realizes for the first time that the reason his parents can't come home is because they are tutoring african orphans and they need <laughs> them, they need them
1: more than him great cool man yep. very cool stuff
0: uh and so his christmas spirit returned uh, after realizing that his parents are good people who didn't
1: or who, who did abandon him but for totally uh, moral and cool reasons so no one is talking to this kid no one tells him it's his birthday party no one his own parents don't tell him where they're going or what they do no one talks <laughs> to this guy
0: no i mean he's kind of annoying he's not super fun to hang out with like i get it i get it but really again the the story isn't about isn't so much about him getting his spirit, it's about my the Santa Claus uh gaining her official Santa Claus status. That's really the crux of the narrative. And uh does she bring him presents? Uh no. No, in fact, he regains his Christmas spirit and she turns into a totally adult, large, buxom blonde woman, and then S- and then they start dating. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait for real? Yeah,
1: no, for real. That actually happens. That, that happens. happens. That happens. What? <laughs> so she doesn't give him any presents. Nope. But she does turn into Santa. Well, no her her presents, her present was returning his Christmas spirit to him. But you a, a gift is not something you return to somebody. Let's let's be clear here. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, yeah, that that is not a gift.
0: Well, remember he. Was named Santa, born on Christmas Eve, never had a birthday party. He never had Christmas spirit. He didn't lose it. He needed
1: He needed new and fresh Christmas
0: spirit that he never
1: had. Uh, Christmas spirit includes getting gifts. I'm sorry. I, I don't <laughs> even like Christmas, uh, but I am a gift, a Christmas gift fundamentalist in this regard. <laughs> uh, and... <laughs> You cannot count turning into a, a big, sexy anime lady and then dating you as a gift. That is, that, I, do, I do not count that as gift territory. So this this does not understand what Christmas is, uh, and it's just repulsive uh, on a fundamental level.
0: Yes. So obviously I had to go cleanse my palate and, and watch something that would return my Christmas spirit to me, right? Sure. Uh, which is why I went and watched the Love Hina uh, Christmas movie. <laughs> uh-huh so you you weren't you didn't get enough uh no in fact i i needed to dive uh further into the psyche of akamatsu sensei to see to make sense to make some kind of sense of where that story came from because obviously love hina is his his big one that's his baby uh, that put him on the map, right?
1: Uh, everybody loves sure. love Hina. Yes, yes. The completely unproblematic harem originator.
0: And and being a connoisseur of of trashy rom-com anime uh, myself, I had to go back and revisit the roots, right? You know, the, the originator, like you said. This is kind of where the DNA for the entire harem genre comes from, uh, I would say. And, and let me tell you uh, I was not prepared for the fact That this is in fact Ken Akamatsu's Stephen King Dark Tower moment Because he's in it He's in the movie Uh-huh How so how so? so the premise of the movie is Kitaro, our, our main character Who, uh, by the way it, it really was good to get a fresh Like fresh eyes On some of these characters After so long and it really made me appreciate how even the worst rom-com, like, manga in anime these days has the decency to have a gimmick. Because the whole premise of Love Hina and, and this dude as a character is just, like, he's boring. There's no redeemable or attractive qualities about him.
1: I mean, that's, that, is the, uh, that is the curse of being the progenitor. The,
0: the Seinfeld syndrome.
1: Sure, sure, yeah. It, it it you always end up um, seeming more bland compared to your your descendants. <laughs> so, so the, you know the
0: premise of Love Hina is a uh, little boy when you when he was a little kid had a, a childhood crush that told him that if two people go to fucking Tokyo University together, then they'll they'll always be
1: together. Strivers, man. It's <laughs> it is a kind of mental illness, right
0: <laughs> <laughs> So so the Christmas movie it must take place at some like in between some focal point in the actual main narrative of the anime because uh, Kitaro has a broken leg for the entire movie and it's never explained. They just assume that you know why his leg is broken which is actually a detail that I thought was kind of fun uh, because I did not remember how he broke his leg in the anime
1: Probably in a sexy accident Yeah, m- almost assuredly Yeah. And so
0: Christmas is coming up. He wants to confess to his his main crush, Neru, who is very obviously the childhood friend that Uh, He remembers and is trying to track down.
1: Yes. Uh, Of the harem, she is the Mario. She has the most balanced stats of the cast. Also, she looks exactly
0: like she has the same hair as the little girl from his memory. That's kind of a pretty big uh, giveaway. (laughs) Well, yeah. So he wants to confess to her on Christmas. You know, so obviously this is somewhere near the end of the series because they've already come to the realization that, that they're crushing on each other. They're just too proud to admit it at this point, mm-hmm. or too embarrassed. And, and he, through a, a hilarious series of mishaps, seems to misunderstand her meeting up with her father for a Christmas get-together, He thought that she was going to meet up with him to confess. He had gone through her mail to find out this information. (laughs) God, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, okay, I, I, I should give him more credit. He didn't do that. One of the other girls in the harem went through her mail and then and then <laughs> relayed the information to him. Sure, sure. Totally not at his request, so so he's innocent. Oh, thank God. That's just information that he got. It just came but to But basically, him. he thinks that that she wants to meet him at this restaurant so that they can confess, and he goes there all hyped up, and then he sees her there with another guy and and gets all huffy and, and leaves. What a little bitch. I know, he... The, the entire plot revolves around him being an emotional crybaby. Yeah. Being, not that being emotional is bad, but uh, uh, he is, in fact, emotionally abusive, I guess I should say, in the way that he reacts. He is
1: emotionally stunted.
0: Well, his first action is to literally go into the arms of the first girl in the harem that he sees and he's like, hey, babe, what do you want to do this Christmas in front of Neru? To really drive yeah. it home that he's pissed off, you know, he's a fucking
1: little creep.
0: Yeah, he is. He is, a, in fact, a a worse than a creep because of of all the peeping that occurs.
1: Yes, he he's he is a, a full on creep, but also just straight up a sort of intuitive emotional abuser.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and so this kind of sp- and he
1: does the he also does the work just in general for the love you to think he does the thing I hate the most which is the I'm-just-a-little-guy defense. <laughs> I hate the I'm-just-a-little-guy main character trope. I, I truly <laughs> despise them.
0: Hey, I'm I, I, just a little guy. You can't get mad at me. It's funny and cute when I, you know, peep on the girls uh, in the girls' bathroom.
1: I have no agency over my life. Everything is frustrating and annoying because it just happens to me. Oh, I just want to be left alone, but all uh, these girls keep... Uh bursting into my room half naked and, and then I I have to ogle them for some reason.
0: It's not my fault. <laughs> I mean, it just it just keeps popping up in in Ken Akamatsu's work because that's also uh, the character of Negima.
1: right? Sure. well, it's in it's in so many works. I mean, this character trope is despicable and is also extraordinarily prevalent. <laughs> <laughs> I truly hate them. Like, grow the fuck up. Yeah.
0: So the main story is basically they're mad at each other now, and then they kind of spend all Christmas Eve uh, uh, trying to get back across Tokyo from from different ends to apologize to each other in time to make up for 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 midnight uh, before it turns into Christmas.
1: Okay. What What does this have to do with Christmas? <laughs> well, you see. It happens
0: on on December twenty fourth, which is okay. As we, everybody knows, Baby Santa Claus's birthday.
1: Yes. I, is there any particular Christmassy stuff though? Uh, well, he buys her like a his way of apologizing is to buy
0: her a sexy Santa dress. That's kind of that's kind of Christmassy. God, I fucking I just
1: I <laughs> God, I hate this so much.
0: <laughs> all right, I right, we can move on. I just want to point out what I said earlier. One of the gags is. Uh, two of the girls that I can't I can't remember their name the uh, the shy one and the foreign one <laughs> is basically their character types and and they're trying to get back across Tokyo in a cab, but they don't have any money and they run into... Uh, Ken Akamatsu himself and he's like hey uh, I'm on my way to this winter comic-con help me sell my manga there and I'll give you a cut of the profit so you can get a cab so real Stephen King moment
1: uh okay great great yeah cool <laughs> uh-huh yeah all right great yeah Merry Christmas
0: somehow I don't think that I'm instilling in you the same the same feeling of Christmas cheer that I got from watching these. No,
1: can I, can I tell you one, one Christmas animes that really resonates with me? Yes, please. Oh, please. Yes. So here's, here's my Chris in, in my rebuttal to your Christmases. My, my anime Christmas comes from the Akasaka classic Ib colon instant bullet. This is (laughs) Akasaka's first published work. And uh, it begins on a very fateful Christmas Eve um, in which our main character is sort of aimlessly wandering around after the, the deaths of uh, his, only, his only two family members has left him. It's sort of instilled in him a hatred of the entire world. Uh, so he has, he's sort of uh, daydreaming about the end of the world on Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's when he runs into a mysterious girl who introduces him to the world of instant bullets, which are the 20 people born with the power to end the world. And he discovers he's uh, among them. Okay, so
0: he's an apocalypse guy. Yeah,
1: so on Christmas Eve, he discovers that he has the power to end the world, and it's basically the best gift he's ever received. Uh, so Merry Christmas. <laughs> that's that's the best Christmas uh, I've ever seen in an anime. Uh, well, what does that have to do with Christmas? Well, because he he's on Christmas Eve... Uh, a Christmas miracle occurs, he gains the power to end the world, which was his one sincerest wish. I mean, that is Christmas in a nutshell, right? I mean, that's the okay, most Christmas okay, well, I've oh, ever seen. Okay, I have
0: some questions. I have some questions. What You said oh, he's one of 20 people with the power to end the world. Can any yeah. one of them end the world at any moment? Pretty much, yeah. And what What stops them all? It's, oh,
1: the only thing that could stop them is one of the other ones.
0: I'm just... Uh, are they in some kind of death game? Are they all in the same spot? You know, what's stopping any one of them from just ending the series at any moment?
1: The only thing that stops any of them from ending the, the entire world is uh, one other one who wants to save the world. That's it. If all of them are ever aligned in their belief that the end of the world is justified, oh, then the world okay. will end. so that's what I was. that's what I was trying to get at. This is a, we need 20 people
0: to all want to end the world at the same time
1: yeah or they could just you know defeat the one that wants to save the world and then they could end the world pretty easily
0: well obviously you know they saved the world because there's a series uh, i assume at least until it ends
1: it's uh it ends pretty soon (laughs) there's not that many chapters i think it it managed to get to 27 before it was canceled uh i quite like uh, this manga i think it's pretty good but it's probably the most Christmassy I've ever seen. It really is that exact, it's a wonderful life kind of moment where uh, a man who's contemplating suicide uh, stumbles upon a Christmas miracle uh, that enables him to live on. And that Christmas miracle happens to be the power to kill all human life. I think that really reflects uh, my Christmas experience.
0: (laughs) All right. Okay. Okay. I
1: see. Yeah. You're
0: a Grinch. You're an anti-Christmas guy.
1: Yeah, if I could stop people from celebrating Christmas by physically entering their house and taking away their Christmas cheer, uh, I would do it. Absolutely, no <laughs> doubt in my mind.
0: It sounds—it sounds like you need a visit from the Santa Company, <laughs> which is another uh, Christmas short that I watched. That uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, I I dipped out of this one pretty pretty fast. I just found the premise that uh in, in this uh it is a little kids like Christmas anime you know daytime TV whatever show <laughs> sure something you put on in like a daycare or whatever, but I just thought it was funny that in this universe for that they created instead of elves, like Santa just has a fleet of highly efficient Japanese bureaucrats that work for him. Uh, that, <laughs> that use child labor instead of elves. To what end? Uh, well, to make toys and they also have a, uh, a Santa core. You know, this enables Santa to deliver toys all over the planet in one night. Obviously, one guy can't do it, so he needs to have a highly trained regiment of what are basically
1: jet fighters to be able to deliver all the toys on time? So and- the whole purpose of this special is to teach children that magic doesn't exist and <laughs> there's nothing <laughs> magical about Christmas. It's just to suck all of the whimsy out of the celebration, right? It seems uh, close. to
0: be. I would say more accurately, uh, it is to point out that uh, magic can, in fact, be commodified. <laughs> <laughs> Not that it doesn't exist. We can regulate anything. <laughs> That's grim. <laughs> yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. That's uh, that's the stuff that I watch. Well, I did watch Tokyo Godfathers, but that's like good and
1: yeah. Al- also, it's it's good, but it's grim and it does not exactly reflect holiday cheer.
0: What? That's uh, I would I, I I would disagree with that. That is a incredibly optimistic movie.
1: It's a life affirming movie, but it is also when it, you take in the actual social context of that movie, it is extremely grim. Oh well, sure, but you know the reality that those characters find themselves in when Christmas strikes is listen, not fucking listen, the, optimistic. Listen, you
0: don't need to change society to have a feel-good movie. You just need to change the circumstances of those particular homeless people, okay? Yeah, yeah. We, you don't need to change things systemically. That's not how these things work. You just need to have a Jesus baby uh, guide three specific homeless people that are down on their luck back onto a path of righteousness and also, you know, have them win the lottery. At the end. Yeah, you know that's
1: all you need to do to get Christmas cheer. I don't know why you don't have a Christmas cheer. Okay, all right, I'm sick of this. I hate Christmas. i'm s- Let's let's take a break. I don't want to talk about Christmas anymore. <laughs> all bah humbug. <right>. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
0: boy, we're back again. Anime Death Spiral Holiday Edition. It's that time of year where we like to give back to the people in our lives, show appreciation for the support and the love that they've given us. Uh, Right, Remy? Oh, of course. And so in that spirit, I thought that we should Tell the people what to get the anime lover in your life. The official uh, anime Death Spiral holiday gift guide. We picked out our favorite anime merch out there uh, for that special someone. So to kick it off, this gift is going to be perfect for that uh, weird uncle or aunt that you only see at Christmas that doesn't talk a lot but still is playing Pokemon Go for some reason. Uh, and <laughs> that is a set of of custom Pokemon cards where all of the art on the Pokemon has been redrawn so that they have big fat asses.
1: <laughs> wow, yeah, that sounds great. Now, that is that is official merch, right? Oh, yeah, uh,
0: officially endorsed by Nintendo. The, some of these you can even get uh, signed by uh, the Pokemon creator, Shigeru Miyamoto himself. Wow, that's great. He says uh this is a quote from from Miyamoto Sensei He says it's a perfect gift for your wife. Pokemon lover, anime lover, this is this'll hit true for both of them. Get him some fat ass Pokemon cards.
1: <laughs> wow, I can't wait to see those under the tree.
0: Yeah, available on Etsy. Yeah.
1: Uh well let me let me tell you what would be great for the office Christmas party. Your white elephant.
0: Oh, I never know what to get for those things. It's always yeah, so hard. You,
1: your coworkers workers are kind of hard to shop for, you know, but there's no one who would ever be down when they open up their Christmas present. And it includes the ReZero, starting life in another word, Cafe Spoon, featuring <laughs> (laughs) The face of everyone's favorite character, Rem. Now, this is a collectible spoon. Wait, hold on. Rem's face is on the spoon? It's on the spoon. Everybody loves collectible spoons. This is not something only old grandmothers (laughs) could possibly uh, appreciate.
0: Hey, listen, I've got my spoon collection right next to my Beanie Babies, and they are both appreciating in value. Thank you very oh, much. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you know, you can combine these, obviously, with your uh, lamb spoon eventually when you get the full set. But this is a good starting piece, and it's uh, it's definitely not made of lead. I know you're worried about that. It's only 12 bucks, so, you know, you're getting the highest quality uh, metal <laughs> material you could possibly ask for. Uh, this is oh. definitely dishwasher safe. That sounds lovely. Uh, and anything you eat, it won't poison <laughs> you.
0: <laughs> By law in California. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Remy, do you like coffee? Do you know any coffee
1: lovers in your life? Oh, who who doesn't love coffee? That n- definitely not going extinct. Plant. Yeah.
0: Then. Well, I think this is the perfect gift for the coffee lover in your life that likes to be reminded of the concept of cum with every sip. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the Sip Me Sentai Aigoi Coffee Mug. You will see the faces light up with a blushy glow when they get a look of this beautiful porcelain-crafted, uh, hand-painted mug that does, in fact, show a anime girl's face being brought to the point of ecstasy with every
1: sip. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, Perfect for home use, perfect for the office. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You
0: can keep this right on your dashboard next to all your other hentai figs. Yeah, yeah. In your car covered in hentai stickers.
1: And, you know, what you want out of a Christmas gift is something that's Uh, practical that you can get a lot of use out of. And, you know, on the same tip, if you know somebody, maybe, you know, we're in California, so we know a lot of people who are hitting the beach. Am I right?
0: Oh, yeah. I love that. I'm all about that beach life,
1: bro. All about that beach life. And if you know somebody who's all about that beach life, what's better than a pair of (laughs) high school DXD full body beach towels Uh, featuring the titty characters from that show. (laughs) All your favorites, like Ria's Scremory or... uh, Oh, sure. Yeah, or, you know, the other one, Miyama, (laughs) fully with their tits out. That that is going to make a huge impression on the various onlookers at the beach.
0: Well, hold on. This isn't anything... Inappropriate, is it? It's appropriate for the beach, my man. Listen, (laughs) I just want to whisk the moisture off of my glistening body onto... Grecia, Grecia, Rias
1: Gremory,
0: Rias Gremory. I just want to, yes. I just want to towel off my body with Rias Gremory in peace, <laughs> but I don't want people staring at me because I have some kind of porno towel out at the beach.
1: <laughs> no, I'm sure, these are of course tasteful nudes. Of uh, course, I, should, I can assure you.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying that that wouldn't fly in certain circles, which is why this next gift is perfect for the anti-anime mom out there. This uh, Christian Moms Against Anime t-shirt made of finely blended cotton polymer. Now we're talking. Yeah. This is the perfect gift for the anime hater Christian lover in your life. Uh, do you <laughs> love Christ but hate anime? This is the that's, shirt for
1: you. I mean, that describes me down to a T. Oh, but you're not a mom, so you can't wear it. Oh, that's... Uh, even ironically... No. No. <laughs> the Pope said so uh, Alright fine Pope said you can't Okay It's
0: only for Christian moms Now they don't make a distinction between Protestant or Catholic So I'm assuming it's, it's pan-denominational Uh, But you do have to believe in Christ, you do have to be a mom, and you do have to hate anime to buy this shirt. (laughs) But if you do meet those three requirements, it is the perfect gift. Well,
1: let me tell you about a gift. We've talked about sort of your your friends, your coworkers, but what about uh, your nieces and nephews? Well, I've got the perfect thing for you. The Resident Evil Biohazard Samurai Edge Replica Airsoft gun. Now, this is a great model for your children because (laughs) it is not marked Uh, as an airsoft gun it is in fact incredibly realistic (laughs) so when your kid decides to point it at a police officer nothing bad is gonna happen of course this model comes with the uh, under barrel flashlight and the incredibly realistic briefcase style gun case so you know it's not fucking around this is (laughs) a great gift For uh, anybody who doesn't yet Understand the gun culture in America
0: (laughs) No joke, I had (laughs) I had a Like very realistic Recreation airsoft gun Of the the RoboCop Gun, (laughs) you know, the really The one with the really long barrel Yes. yes uh and and it did not have an orange tip on it. Uh, it. It did in
1: fact look like I just had a large gun. Uh, hey, look, marking these things as airsoft guns, let's nerd loser shit. You want your airsoft gun to be as realistic as possible. So when you run into the 711, uh they immediately hit the button under the counter.
0: <laughs> let's see. This is my last entry here uh that that I would recommend. But uh, this is a a Snuggie perfect for the crypto fascist in your life. Do you know anybody (laughs) that likes Attack on Titan? Uh, Because if you do, then you should be worried. But you should also buy them the official Attack on Titan Snuggie.
1: (laughs) Hey, we still have not watched Attack on Titan. We have got to to get some firsthand knowledge. Look, I'm saying one of these days you're going to have to watch it. You're gonna have to put your eyeballs on it. Well, let me tell you about something I personally have some unfortunate hands-on experience with. This is this is a great gift for all the <laughs> vile perverts in our life. Uh, this is a fourth-scale <laughs> Rika Furude bunny version model, of course, from the hit series Higurashi When They Cry. Now, uh, I don't know if you remember Rika from Higurashi When They Cry, but she is... Uh, an elementary school girl who gets brutally murdered over and over again. And what better way to memorialize her than buying this Playboy bunny clad quarter scale version of her to keep on your desk.
0: Listen, we can't stress this is high quality uh, stuff here. Very, very high quality, easily cleanable vinyl components.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I know. I, you know what? I know what you're saying. Wow, but where could you possibly buy an elementary school? Uh, <laughs> Finish I the goddamn can't. sentence. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't- <laughs> uh, an eight-year-old arrow figure. How? <laughs> where would you possibly buy that? It had to be some kind of shady site. No, this is available in the official Crunchyroll store. Only $316 at the Crunchyroll store. Could you buy this uh, sexy elementary school figure? It ships uh, straight to your door. In fact, you get f- $50 off your order of the Rika Furuday quarter-inch scale sexy bunny outfit version. Well, okay. Uh, Uh, Now, I know what you're saying. Why would anybody buy a sexy version of an elementary school anime girl?
0: I can only think of legitimate reasons. Yeah,
1: why would anybody possibly want that? I mean, you'd have to be some kind of horrible degenerate to want that figure in your life somewhere where you could see it constantly. But let me tell you, yes, of course, she is an elementary school girl who acts like an elementary school girl and looks like one. But uh, in fact... She is a re- reincarnated shrine priestess who has died and been reborn hundreds of t- hundreds of times. So it's, of course, not perverted and creepy. Well, as, as
0: we all know, age, uh, unlike sick hours, uh, does roll over between reincarnations.
1: Yes. And, it you know, it, of course, she gets brutally murdered before she ever makes it to adulthood. And you could say oh well doesn't that make her sort of an eternal child but uh yeah yeah i guess you could say that i guess you would say that uh but yeah you're not supposed to think about it too hard okay look everybody likes uh i can't i can't finish that sentence i fucking hate anime i hate anime
0: Oh God, it's the fucking worst, isn't it?
1: Fucking hate anime, and I hate anime figures, and I hate you. I hate you, anime fans. I hate you. Whoa! The fact that this fucking thing exists is such an incredible indictment to the entire fucking anime culture. This is this is one of the most horrifying things I have ever seen. Can I? Can I? I cannot stress enough that this character not only is an elementary school girl. But her entire role, in in fact, her entire existence, is to be brutally murdered over and over again for your enjoyment. But uh, yeah, sure, let's let's make sexy quarter-inch scale figures, bunny version, three hundred and sixteen dollars. Release date twelve thirty one twenty four. Free U.S. shipping over fifty dollars. Maximum three per customer. Thanks, Crunchyroll. Merry fucking Christmas. Merry fucking Christmas you degenerate pieces of shit.
0: Oh god, all right. That's that sapped the last of my Christmas spirit out of me. There's hate, none left.
1: I hate Christmas and I hate anime. Uh
0: there's no <laughs> there's no good things here. Uh only only monsters in these seas, it seems.
1: <laughs> there be monsters. Hey, you know, we forget to mention it sometimes, but hey, this is the death spiral.
0: This is where it ends. This is- This is it. This is the drain that we're all going down.
1: Yeah. The sexy elementary school bunny version figure, that is the drain we're circling. This is the anime death spiral.
0: You know, in that vein, when we were looking up all this (laughs) stuff, we also saw the, uh, you know, the fig for uh, Mima from- the main character from Perfect Blue, and it's like if that doesn't if that doesn't perfectly encapsulate the problem with all of this, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what I don't know what is going to break through to these people. Hey,
1: did you watch Perfect Blue and think, man, they sure objectified that woman? But uh, I wish I had her as an object, like a real, a physical one. And not quite enough for my taste. What if I just <laughs> bought an actual version of her? Wow, that would be great, wouldn't it? Hey, thanks, Crunchyroll. You're really doing great work out there, you guys. Crunchyroll, you're killing it, man. If you
0: want to sponsor us, like, we're open. Like, give us a call.
1: Yeah, hey, uh, I can always use the money. Yeah, no. Okay, all right. I need to go recover
0: from all this Christmas spirit. I'm
1: so fucking mad. I hate anime so goddamn much. <laughs>
0: Are, are are we done uh you got anything left to say to the people our our beautiful I, and I and even... wonderful listeners listen we didn't mean to snap at you people uh, we love you you're great <laughs> you're perfect you're one of the good ones
1: look i i assume <laughs> if you're listening to this you also despise anime uh so <laughs> I, i'm sure you understand how we feel yeah
0: <laughs> Okay, I think I think that's All it. All right,
1: handsome and beautiful listeners. Uh Merry fucking Christmas
0: and uh happy new one. Yes,
1: happy new one. Bye. Bye. Children like dinosaurs, and they also like giant robots.